Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. But if you haven't been through culture, one of our core values is Jesus is our message. And if Jesus is our message, then this morning, can I just preach Jesus? Listen, you can never run out of material. You can never run out of things as long as you preach Jesus, right? You know, his power is to heal and to restore and to forgive. He's the power of Jesus. So this morning, the title of my message is Breaking Barriers. I mean, got any barriers in her life? I'll get it broke down. Oh, look at this honest church in here. Oh, y'all are going to heaven. Let's look at Mark 2 1. It said, When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where they were staying was so packed with visitors that there was no room, even outside the door, while he was, while he was preaching God's word to them. Jesus was in town. Have you ever heard about somebody big coming into town? All of a sudden, the buzzword is, man, they're finally here. They're, they, I remember that people would not leave an Elvis con- concert <laughs> until they said, Elvis has left the building. There was such a buzz going on when Jesus was in there. But listen, Jesus was in the house. The Holy Spirit is in the house. And big church, we always need to be that kind of house. Listen, sometimes we rely, and we got a great worship team, but sometimes we rely on the music too much. Oh, sometimes we rely on being welcoming enough. And listen, we want to be welcoming to everyone that comes in here. Is the music just right? Is the message good? Yes, the message is good. Because No, I'm kidding. But, but is it relevant? Sometimes we rely on us too much. But most importantly, we must be aware of the presence of God in the house. And if you've been around here long enough to know, we go where God tells us to go. We stay when God says to stay. We just are very mindful of what God wants to do in the house. But when Jesus is in the house, things happen. People come where Jesus is. We have people that walk in here uh, week after week and they just said, sometimes they got a smile on their face. Sometimes they're crying and sobbing at the door. And sometimes you can just see the peace and the joy all over them. They said, I don't know what it is, but when I walked in this place, something felt different. That's the kind of place here. I said, I said when, when, whenever we started this, yes, I wanted to be the most welcoming church. I want, but I want people to feel the power of the Holy Ghost when they walk in here because that is what changes things. Welcome, Holy Spirit. You are welcome in this place, each and every, and do what you got to do. Woo! If you remember what verse 2 says, while he was preaching. Listen, can you imagine the Word was preaching the Word? The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Then it says later on that it said the Word came down and became flesh among us. Can you imagine sitting? Oh, I'm pretty good, but I'm telling you what, could you imagine sitting in the room with the word, preaching the word? Oh my gosh. No wonder the crowd came around. No wonder nobody could get to Jesus because the word was in the house. You know why the word is important? I believe we're in a time when the word needs to be spoken. I believe we're in this time. Listen to Amos 8, 11. 
It says, the time is surely coming, says the sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine on the land. Not a famine of bread and water, but of hearing the words of God. Listen, the society and the culture that we live in today, they have closed their ears, they have closed their eyes, they have closed everything around them to what God is saying. I think that we gotta start opening up our spiritual ears and hearing what God is saying in this time. The Bible says my people are destroyed by a lack of knowledge because we're not in the word. We're not listening to the word and letting the word penetrate our heart. We, I'm trying, babe. I'm going to need some water and a towel. Kid. But he said, we must listen to what he is saying. The Bible says we ought to speak the truth in love. You can't really speak the truth because we live in, oh, help me, Jesus. We live in such an offended world right now. We can't tell the truth. We can't say the truth. We, but listen, there's a way of saying the truth in the right way of speaking it in love. Listen, if you're judgmental, like she said last week, and you're always looking down your nose at someone, ain't nobody got time to listen to you. Ooh, I'm stepping on some toes this morning, Jesus. We also have to stand on his principles because God's word, it's just the same yesterday, today, and forever to never change. And you know what the word is? The word is our source of freedom. You're finding freedom in the house because of the word of God. It's a source of truth. The Bible says you will know the truth and the truth is gonna set you free. Oh, come on, sometimes you gotta tell the truth to someone to get them free from what they're going into. They may not like to hear it. They may not, oh, they may not accept it, but somehow you can only get breakthrough when you know the truth in your life. The word is our source of faith. The Bible says so faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It's also our source of guidance. Your word is a lamp. You haven't, I haven't preached in a few weeks. I'm wound up this morning, you all. Your word is a lamp and a guide to my feet and a light to my path. When you don't know where you're going, maybe the lights have been turned off and you've been in darkness. I'm telling you, you want to turn the word, turn the light on of God's word, and he'll lead you where you need to go. Oh, the word is what makes the difference. Verse 3. It said four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. Here's the thing. Deformity in that time, you heard me say it a few weeks ago, it was considered, you were considered an outcast or you considered it, maybe you had some kind of sin in your life if you had a, a, a deformity in your life. Not the right word, a deformity. Listen, this guy was physically paralyzed and he had to be carried. But sometimes we face paralysis and we carry things that are not physical. Maybe, we, maybe they can't see your paralysis. Maybe they can't see what you're carrying. What are you carrying this morning? I'm asking the question, what are you carrying? And I ask myself to pause right there. What are the barriers in your life that need to be broken? Do you know that fear paralyzes us? There's people walking around nowadays and maybe some people walk in this church right now that you're walking through every single day and you're in fear. You're in fear of not being able to measure up. You're in fear that you'll never be good enough. Fear paralyzes us and keeps us where we're not supposed to be. Anxiety and worry. Anybody? Now, I ain't going to ask you to lift your hands, but anybody worry about all, everything all the time? Always have anxiety about what's going to happen tomorrow. Sometimes I do that and I have to, but it stops us in our tracks. It keeps us from moving forward. Depression keeps us from being able to move on our own. What do you do when you have these issues or these barriers in your life? 
Oh, come on. Somebody got to listen to this part. You need to get some friends around you that have some faith. Who are you hanging with? One of the barriers in your life to the place where you feel like you can't go anywhere, it might be the people that surround you. It could be your friends every day. Oh my gosh, help me, Lord. These four friends could have said this. They could have looked at the crowd all around. It wasn't just a full house. There was people all around. You couldn't even get to the door. And they could have said, not today. Sorry, dude. Peace out. You know, I ain't got time for all this stuff. Listen, they could have said, you're damaged goods anyway. Oh, come on. You're damaged goods anyway. So why would we spend our time trying to get you to Jesus? You're not worthy of us, of our time and our work. Who are your friends? Would your friends be your friends if you still, if you change today? So many people are lose, they lose friends when they come to Jesus. You know why? Because you start to change and you're not at, you're not being who you used to be. There's something wrong with you. Well, it could be a good wrong too. Most of the time, most of the friends that we have, we need to unfriend. And I ain't just talking about social media, y'all. I'm talking about physically. There's sometimes some relationships that you've been in and around and over and under that need to just be cut off and you just need to say goodbye, see you later. I've been hanging with you too long. I've been trying to figure this out for too long and you ain't helping me get where I need to go. A lot, of our, a lot of the people around us aren't carrying us in the right direction. Instead of taking us to Jesus, they're taking us from Jesus. They're not lifting you up. They're not pulling you off the mat when you need someone to pull you up when you're in a bad spot. They're not doing that. They're staying there and they're wallowing with you. Oh, help me, Lord. Sometimes you just better separate yourself from some people you've been around. But let me tell you about these friends. These friends went towards Jesus. They, instead of going away from him, they took courage to take action. These friends brought their sick man. Can you imagine carrying a sick guy all the way through the streets on a gurney or whatever they carried him on? They carried him a long way. They cared for him. They said he was worth it. Come on, you got to get some people around you to say you're worth it. You're worthy. Instead of dragging you down all the time. They were concerned for him. It wasn't not all about them. You know what they called those guys? Four men who carried a guy. They didn't have a name. They didn't have a title. They didn't say Bishop Johnson carried them. No, these four guys went unnoticed and untitled because they cared enough about this man to get him to Jesus. Listen, may God give us the friends that bring us to where we need to be, whose faith can operate on our behalf, because sometimes when our faith is low, we need someone to come in and say, come on, you can do it. Here's the problem. We have faith for everyone else but ourselves. Sometimes I'm talking to people and I'm saying, man, you should do this and you should do that. And sometimes I just need to have that kind of faith for myself. You've got to get around some people that are going to have faith for you when you don't have it for yourselves. 
They'll carry you through the times when times are tough, the right people. Let me ask this question of you. Are you a good friend? Some people are incapable of coming to Jesus on their own, and they need a good friend. We need to carry our friends. We need to carry our family. We need to carry our coworkers. We need to carry the lost to Jesus. We need to believe for someone when they cannot believe for themselves. Plug for crews. You need to get in a crew. You need to be around people that are believing for you. You need to get in CR. You need, to, you need to get around some people that are believing for you and pushing for you to go in the right direction. In a place to be heard, in a place to keep walking. When things, when you feel disconnected, you need to get into a crowd that will keep you connected. These guys said, today's different. We're getting you to Jesus. You're going to be healed today. Listen to verse 4. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So they dug a hole through the roof above his head, and then they lowered the man to the mat right down in front of Jesus. Can I tell you another barrier is looking at the situation in our own eyes. Sometimes we look at it through our natural vision, and we can't see past what God wants to do. We only see what we want to see. We only think what we want to think. We only hear. And what happens in that world that we live in? It tends to be what? Negative. Tell me about it. First thoughts when you come to your mind. I was raised in a very negative home, negative area. And the first thing that comes to my mind, thank you, hon. When my brother fell two weeks ago, the first thing I went is he's going to die. I mean, I started crying. I was like, my brother, I'm not going to get a chance to go see him and hang out with him. And I got somebody around me that said, no, we ain't speaking that death. We ain't going to talk like that. He's going to live and not die. So get out of your mind because the first thing that goes to our minds is those negative thoughts. You got to get some positive people around you. And she's also beautiful. Listen, sometimes we miss what God wants because we're looking too much at the impossibilities. The way you get breakthrough is to dare to get to Jesus by any means possible. Listen, that means don't give up. If you're in addiction, don't give up. The only way you lose is if you go down and you quit. Come on. If you're battling something in your life, keep going forward. Even if it's a half a step or a feels like a, a micro step, keep going forward. Oh, give me that towel, babe. Woo! She sees me dripping. Listen, I sweat standing still, so it ain't no big deal. We got to get the word I can't out of our vocabulary. That's a big one for me. I've said a lot of times in my life, I just can't, and something happened just a few weeks ago, and I told her I'm thinking about doing something. She said, do it. It's going to cost money. She said, do it. But I need, you need people behind you that says, no, you can do it if you set your mind to it. 
Listen, what we got to do today is we got to tear the roof off of those things, those barriers that are causing us to lose our breakthrough. Let's tear the roof off of fear. Let's tear the roof off of depression. Let's tear the roof off of anger and unbelief. And last week, we got to tear the roof off of that secret sin that we've been hiding in the corner. We had some breakthrough happen this week because of that message. There's people that have come forward and, and, and confessed some things and got some freedom from it. Sometimes that's what you have to do to get to Jesus. Listen, God's waiting on a move of us. And you just might have to do something different. Some things in your life might just need to be broken up, torn up, gone through to get what you need. By all means, tear the roof off of those things and do something differently. You, sometimes you got to go through it to get to it. Sometimes you got to go through that pain. Sometimes you got to go through that treatment. Sometimes you have to go through those things to get to the other side of where God wants you to be. Don't quit halfway. Don't quit a quarter of the way. Don't quit a foot away from it. Because I'm telling you, there's a breakthrough on the other side of it. Verse 5. You get the Bible preached to you this morning. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your sins are forgiven. Jesus was moved so much by their faith. And listen, God always sees when we move towards him in faith. There's a story of a man called Jairus, and he, here's, the, here's the thing. He was a leader in the Jewish synagogue. He heard Jesus was walking through town, and you remember Jesus was always getting talked out. The Jews are getting very talked to him just in a few minutes, always getting talked down. But Jairus had his daughter that was dying at home. She was sick, and he said, you know what, I've tried, I've tried everything. A dad can do. I've done all that I know to do. But if I can just get to Jesus, things are going to change. He got to Jesus and he said, Master, my daughter is sick. And she, he said, Jesus said, come on, we're going. Let's go right now. In between, a woman with an issue of blood, that's for another week, met him and interrupted. But then they came to Jairus and Jesus said, don't, uh, don't worry about it. Don't pay attention to it. Your daughter's dead. Jesus looked over at him and he said, don't listen to the naysayers. Come on. If somebody come up to you and say your daughter is dead, and Jesus said, no, no, no. Don't listen to what they got to say. Have faith. You know what Jairus did? He said, Master, wherever you're going, I'm going. You're coming to my house anyway. And the end of the story was he walked back. He touched the girl. She came back to life. But we could have, it could have stopped right there. I know I'm getting loud. It could have stopped right there. He could have said, okay, she's dead. Let's not bother. They told him, don't trouble the master anymore. But because Jesus said, have belief. Don't be afraid. Have faith. He went on and got what he needed to be. Sometimes we stop so close to what Jesus wants. Listen, nothing is too big for Jesus. Nothing is too outlandish or too much. And listen, nothing is too small for Jesus too. So many times we think, I can't bring that to him. Yes, you can. You know why? He already knows it. You've already been carrying it. You've already been talking about it, so you might as well bring it to him. Verse 5. I'm getting close to being done. It says, my child, my sons, your sins are forgiven. He saw past his physical. He could see him laying on the bed. He was there. He had to be carried in, let down. 
Jesus saw the physical, but he was more concerned with this man's spiritual than he was his physical. Jesus is more concerned of what's on the inside, come on somebody, than what's on the outside. What you portray and what you show on the outside, Jesus knows what's on the inside. He knows the pain you're carrying. He knows the things that you're crying out to him for in the nighttime hours. He knows those things, and he's concerned with those. But let me tell you what happens. When the inside starts to get cleaned up, it starts showing on the outside. I remember when I started going to church, I mean, I could drop the F-bomb like, oh, y'all. Y'all don't even know that this pastor could say the F-bomb like that. And I went back and, and got rededicated my life. I don't know my life's been a journey. But I rededicated my life and went back and my mechanics were like, he don't talk like that anymore. He don't act like that anymore. And they, they knew, I kind of told them I'd been going to church a little bit, but I, I didn't really want to get preachy to him. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes the best life is the best life lived. Sometimes you got to live your life out loud. I just, my, my vocabulary started to change. My way of thinking started to change. And then when I saw it, the inside started showing up on the outside. Your habits, your words, your appearance, your mannerisms. Listen, you're going to start smiling. I've always been a smiley person. I've always been wanting to talk to everybody. But when Jesus gets hold of you and you break the barrier of fear and anxiety in your life, you're going to start to smile more. You're going to start to laugh more. You can sing even if you only carry a joyful noise into the Lord. <laughs> you're going to it's going to start showing up on the outside. When you get to Jesus, you will experience a breakthrough. You're going to start seeing a change, even a miracle. You're going to be different. Yeah. Verse 6. But, everybody say but. but. Some of the teachers of the religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive. Can you just, can I just give, this is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Listen, can I tell you, sometimes the crowd can dictate your move. Sometimes the crowd can detour your journey. Sometimes the crowd can cause you to question yourself, why this and why that? And that's not how we've always done it. You know what? I don't want big church to always be how we've always done it because how we've always done it doesn't always work. The message never changed, the methods can. You need to write that one down. These friends were not afraid to be different. Listen, God didn't call us to fit in. He called us to be different. Don't worry about what the whisperers say. Don't worry about what the haters say. Don't worry about what the fault finders say because they're always out there. They're always gonna be right there. They're probably in your family. You might be sitting next to them. Oh, Lord. Don't look to the left or the right right now. Please don't. It's all about getting to Jesus by any means possible. Listen to verse eight. It says, Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your heart? Is it easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven? Or Think about this. Or stand up and walk, take your mat and walk. Is it easier for me to say you're forgiven? Or a miracle need to happen? So I will prove to you, this is the NLT, that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins 
Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and he said, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. In one version says, but that you may know. So many times the Jews needed to see a wonder. They needed to see a miracle in order to believe. But Jesus had to heal this man physically so they would believe that he could heal him spiritually. Listen, signs, wonders, or miracles are for the unbeliever. And sometimes... It's good to see the dead raised up. I've never seen a dead person raised up in front of me physically dead, but I've seen some people that were spiritually dead raised up to new life. I might not have seen a limb grow up, but I've seen a family come together. Come on, somebody. I've seen God do something big. In the... Sometimes a miracle isn't always a physical miracle. Sometimes it's that spiritual miracle that God does in your life. He says, I'm going to show you today. Listen, it doesn't matter what you think. It only matters what he can do. Because we limit God to what we think and what we see. It only matters what he can do. Look at verse 12. It says this. Immediately he arose, he took up his bed, and he went out in the presence of them all so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. He did it immediately. Seen, saw, I have a hard time with that word. Immediately means right now. God wants to raise the roof of our expectations. So many times, we, you get what you expect. Come on, you come in here sometime. I'm just going to come to church and put my hour in, and then I'm going to go eat chick No, you can't eat Chick-fil-A on Sunday, but I'm... I'm going to go get me something to eat and I'm going to go on. You get what you expect. If you expect God to show up in this house, if you expect God to show up in your life, you're going to get what you expect. Listen, we live in a low expectation world. We got kids playing for participation trophies. Somebody's a winner and somebody's a loser. Sorry. I love that pro athlete that made his kid go give the trophy back. He said, no, son, we play to win. But we live in a low expectation world right now. You get what you expect. Well, you got to start believing God. Can I tell you, there's no limitations to what my God can do. They said, we never saw anything like this. There's power in demonstration. Seeing is believing and feeling is believing. You can never take an experience away from someone. Never. Once you've tasted and you've seen what God can do, Jim, right? Once you've tasted, you can never take it away from it because they know it's the truth and it's facts. John 14, 12. Man, this is longer than I thought. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I've done. Listen, he just healed somebody, pulled them up, right? And even greater works. Because I am going to the Father. we got to start acting in the authority and the power of God and believing that we can do the same things that he did. Why? Because it's not only for us, it's for other people around us. Listen, you have the power. Maybe not salvation. You have the power to save your family. You have the power to save your friends, your co-workers. You have the power to, to infant... To, impact this city. 
I'm trying to slow down. I'm doing good. There are no limitations to what my God can do. Listen, the greater miracles that we see, yes, we want to see this and that, the grandiose things, but there was now forgiveness. There was now redemption. There was now salvation to this man. I missed the cue. Y'all come up. This man was horizontal. And I would get down, but I can't get back up. He was horizontal and depressed. Now, come on somebody, he was vertical and he was praising God. Oh, oh start playing something, we need something. He was vertical, standing on his own two feet. Listen, you all don't understand what this man was probably going. He was standing on something that he never stood on before. He had to be carried everywhere that he went. He didn't never have the power in his own, but now he was standing on his own two feet. Listen, he was no longer, what was that one verse? He said they went walking and jumping and praising God. Because let me tell you something, when God gets hold of you, things change. Oh, that, I just had a picture of this man. I didn't have it before. Standing on his own two feet. Somebody in here right now, you need to get off your mat. He's given you two feet to stand on. And physically, you can do that. But emotionally, mentally, whatever else is going on in your life, you're having a hard time standing in that. Let me tell you something this morning. Let's all stand to our feet. Come on, all y'all that can stand to your feet. And I want you to look down at your feet. Don't look at the impossibilities. Start looking for the possibilities of our God. You're not physically hurt. You can stand up. Oh, God. He's just giving me a vision of people in this house today going to stand on their own two feet. Come on, you're walking out of here. You carried it in, but you're walking out, with, out without it. What you carried in, now you can carry. And then you can, as you go by the altar, you can say, okay, bam, I don't need that no more. I was carrying that in and somebody had to carry me in and somebody had to encourage me about coming to church today. But you know what? The thing I carried in, I'm about to leave at the altar of God this morning. Jesus was in the house and the paralytic man got healed. Jesus can come by your house. No matter what condition you're in, oh, I'm too bad. I've been doing this too long. Doesn't matter what condition you're in, Jesus can change your condition. This morning, you got to tear the roof off of some of the barriers that you've been going through with your freedom. Those little things that keep you from getting to Jesus, they're going to sing a song about making ourselves available. Sometimes you just got to make yourself available, and sometimes that's a trip to the altar. Sometimes that's a kneel right here. Sometimes that's a kneel at your seat. But you got to say, God, I'm coming. I'm available this morning. Do what only you can do. I've been trying to do it. I've been trying to figure it out. I've been going in the wrong direction for too long. Do what you can do this morning, Jesus. 
the man could have stayed home. Well, that's a word. He could have stayed home. He could have said, I'm always going to be this way. He could have told his friends, you know, don't worry about coming by the house. I'm laying in a bed. I'm always going to be this way. But his faith says there's something different about this day. And he got himself around some people. He got some good friends around him that said, no, no, no. You've been going through this your whole life. We're about to take you to the one that can change everything. And I don't care what you got to do to get there. I don't care what you have to say to get there. We're getting you to Jesus. This morning, tear down the obstacles that are keeping you from getting to Jesus. This morning, if you need to take a step out, take a step out. It could be the most freeing step you could ever take in your life. The altars will be open. The prayer team will be up here. And the reward for making that step is you're going to meet Jesus. Maybe you've met him before. Maybe there's something been paralyzing your life. You're a Christian, but yet you've been letting something paralyze you. You've been letting something keep you down on the mat. This morning, Jesus said, I'm about to pull you up off the mat and make something different in you this morning. But it's up to you. Jesus wants that for you more than you want it for yourself. So this morning, as these altars are open, as they get ready to sing a song, don't let it just be a song we sing at the end of the service. Don't let it just be something that we do. Let it be something that changes our lives forever. These altars are open. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon. Thank you.